the really key thing for, for me is that their CV or their application is tailored towards the job they're applying for. It is no use to me that I'm one of 200 people that you've sent the same job application to. <laughs> I want your application to me to be really clear that you want this job and not just mm-hmm. any job. <laughs> Hello and welcome to that interview experience with me, Ash Taylor, and my lovely co-host, as always, Helen Sanders. How are we, Helen? I'm really good. I'm always really good because you always give me a lovely intro, so thank you. And you've got someone sitting next to you today, which is a little bit peculiar. It is. This is different. (laughs) It's not the dog because he's down there on his his bed looking grumpy. (laughs) I've got his mummy's feet the rest on. Um, We're joined by my wife today, Kay, the other half of the Taylor. You're right. Yeah, I'm all right. Thank you. We dragged you away from your desk for yeah, a few minutes. Absolutely. Really cool. <laughs> so do you do you want to just tell um, our audience, so the young people listening, parents and other sorts of people listening as well, but just just a brief, you know, what is it that you do? Right. I'm a forensic accountant, and I work in the public sector, which means that I work for a government agency. And we recruit all sorts of people to be not only forensic accountants, but also legal assistants and uh, to do all sorts of work across the team um, to help us with our investigations into basically dodgy auditors. Mm. You've you've done a lot of other work as well, haven't you, before that? So your your experience with interviewing is kind of twofold because you've been, you've done a lot of (laughs) criminal interviewing. Yes, I spent a very long time at the Serious Fraud Office, and I also spent time at one of the other regulators, the Financial Conduct Authority. So the vast majority of my interviewing experience is actually a combination of interviewing the bad guys and looking for evidence, and interviewing witnesses and trying to get them on board and get them to help us. So I have done a lot of recruitment interviewing, but I've done more witness and and, uh, criminal interviewing. Excellent. Different approach to both, Kay? Uh, Yes, slightly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I'd hope so that is the correct answer <laughs> absolutely absolutely yes there's a very different approach because with subjects you have to try and build up a rapport but then try and get them to say something that throws them in it and they're a subject when you're interrogating or interviewing sorry interviewing them but when someone's coming to you for a job interview they're not a subject they're a human being at that absolutely. point Absolutely. I mean, obviously, building up a rapport in an interview is crucial, whatever the type of interview. Mm. It's much, much harder when you're trying to get someone to incriminate themselves. <laughs> right. At this point, I'm going to go quiet. I'm going to let Ash interview you because you're making me a little bit nervous <laughs> just in case I incriminate myself. <laughs> no, you're fine. So there's, a, so there's a couple of questions that we, we, we always ask. Um, the first thing is, and I appreciate you may not have done a lot of interviewing of young people. Um, certainly not those because with the kind of work that you're doing it's rarely their first mm. job yes no that's right that's right but certainly if you're looking for a new starter or someone who's coming into the organization for the first time and they might be a little bit nervous because they may have had one job before perhaps and, and they're coming into the public sector say and, they're, and they're, this is something they really want what are you what are you looking for in terms of the cv or the application how does how does somebody present themselves so they stand out so they actually get to have the interview with you 
the really key thing for, for me is that their CV or their application is tailored towards the job they're applying for. It is no use to me that I'm one of 200 people that you've sent the same job application to. Mm. I want your application mm. to me to be really clear that you want this job and not just mm -hmm. any job and that you want the job that we're offering. So your mm -hmm. application has to say in terms of what the job requirements are, because all of our adverts are on our website as well as through some agency, but mostly on our website. So I want you to have gone through the whole description of the job on the website and set out in your application how you meet those requirements and mm. why this is the job for you and why you're the person for us. Mm. Yeah. And, and, but how do you do that? I mean, what, what are the things that immediately sort of jump out at you if you see something on a cv what makes you go i need i need to meet that person there's two things really in terms mm -hmm. of the requirements it's somebody who's thought about what the requirements for the job are and how their skills fit those requirements i absolutely appreciate that if you're a new starter or this is a first or a second job there may not be a whole bunch of experience, professional experience that you can draw upon to put in your application. Mm -hmm. But if the, um, the requirements say, for example, you need to be really organized, put in your application something that you've done perhaps at school or in further education where you're demonstrating your organizational skills. Think about mm -hmm. what's wanted and what you can offer. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I would say is being in the public sector, it's really important that you in indicate why you want to work in that sector. It's commonly acknowledged that the public sector does not pay as well as the private sector. So clearly money can't be the motivation. It's got to be something else. And I want to hear that you think that the organization can provide you with great experience or um, really uh, understand what we do and why we do it. And the fact that you're personally interested in that and that's why you want to work in our environment. So if the application comes across, and it would be an application for you, wouldn't it? Because it's public sector. So if the application comes across as just a tick, tick box exercise, they've just given you the bare minimum, that's not going to cut it for you. You need to see a bit more. You need to see there's been some thought for you personally, yes. as opposed to, yeah, I've got, I've got three years experience of this. You want communication skills? I have communication skills. You know, then, then it puts an effort in. <laughs> Absolutely right. Do what it says on the yeah. tin, basically. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. And what about when you're actually, um, you know, you've got that person across the table from you, and, and obviously it's not a criminal situation because that would make them really, really nervous. I suspect. <laughs> you tell them, you don't, don't, don't start off with cautioning them and then no. reading their rights. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what are you, what are you looking for? Um, what are you hoping to see from a candidate? in the actual you know in that actual interview what what are you hoping to draw out of them and how how is it what do you hope to see how do you hope they're going to express themselves in the best way i think it is crucial that people are able to communicate and i'm very willing to explore the different ways of communicating some people really struggle with interview and if actually the job that we're talking about doesn't necessarily involve a lot of talking to people, then the fact that somebody struggles perhaps with talking to me in an interview is not necessarily the end of the world. 
I think that you need to be really clear as an interviewer what it is you want from someone. And so I would be looking in the interview for somebody who is elaborating on what they've put in their application, elaborating on their CV and showing me what they bring to my to my job, what they bring to my organisation. That's really the important thing. And with the public sector, very often what we do is what's called competency interviews. And so we will talk about, tell me about a time when you've had to deal with such and such or this situation or that problem. And so mm. I think that thinking about those sorts of questions in advance, planning those sorts of questions in advance is a really good recipe for success. If you're going to apply to a public sector body, I would Google public sector competency questions because they yes. are that okay. that's that's a real yeah that's really useful <laughs> that, that's mm -hmm. going to come up across the public sector and frankly mm. even if it doesn't it's great prep for an interview because when yeah. somebody's interviewing you they if they say so do you have this skill it's no good to say yes i have this skill what they want <laughs> to do is give them an example of demonstrating that you've got this skill. So it doesn't matter really whether it's public sector or not. I would definitely practice competency questions before going to a job interview. Mm. Mm. What about your favourite job interview question that you've asked other people? Oh, do you know, my favourite one, because you learn so much about somebody, is tell me about a time, because all of our competency questions start with, Tell me about a tell time. Me about where, a time. Yeah. Tell me about a time when something didn't go to plan. I like that. So we we had to, yeah. we had somebody, uh, was it last week, Helen? Mm -hmm. Yeah. She yeah. was saying that her favorite question was, tell me about a time when you failed. Yes. And yeah. the, and that, same that question. Pretty much the same question, isn't it? It is the yeah. same question. But I think that because we tend to work in teams. Something cannot go to plan that's not when the individual you're interviewing has failed, but something mm -hmm. else completely outside of their control has failed. Mm. And it's mm -hmm. about how did you react? How did you adapt? How did you deal mm. with the issue? What, what mitigations for the problem did you put in place? And it's mm -hmm. all about thinking about problem solving, really, because then something doesn't go to plan is a problem. So what? just remind me of your favourite question. What was the wording? That was tell me, tell about, me about a time when something didn't go to plan. Okay, so that to me, if you're interviewing me, um, then it's, that's less emotive than tell me about a time you failed. Do you see what I mean? Failure, I think is a really, it's a hard word, especially if I'm 16, 17 or 18, to ever admit that I failed. In fact, people all ages hate, especially culturally, we don't like to accept that we've failed. Right. But actually, it is the same question. So I guess what I'm saying is, if you are ever in an interview situation where you're asked, well, I think it was Hannah Ash last week said, tell me a time that you failed. What she's really asking is what you're asking. You know, yes. so, yeah. And maybe it's also a good tip for the interviewee to think, if you get asked a question that is perhaps slightly emotive, like, tell me about a time when you failed, mm. rephrase it in your head to something that's less, confrontational less mm. I don't want to have to tell somebody about a time I failed, I failed. yeah yes. yeah think about in your head rephrasing it as mm. okay let's think about a time when something didn't go to plan and that might mm. not be 
my not going to plan that might mm. be something in a team something in a group something in a class something in a project that was outside of my control so it wasn't that mm -hmm. I failed but a failure occurred so I think yeah. just in order to kind of in an interview keep your calm and not not put yourself under extra stress I mean let's face it interviews can be quite stressful so let's not add to that by thinking oh my god I've got to tell somebody about something I failed at think mm. about it in terms of something that failed rather than when I failed yeah absolutely but do you think yeah, there's I, a, do you think, sorry I was going to say do you think there's a lesson there not just for the interviewee but the interviewers as well in, in terms of you can get some really good responses from people but you don't necessarily need to frame the question in such an aggressive way you can you can frame the question in a way where you get the same answer but put put the interviewee under less pressure i think that's absolutely right and i think that interviews are stressful and particularly when we're doing everything uh, online and you've got mm. that added layer of stress because you don't it's much harder to build that rapport that you need when it's all online so i think mm. maybe there is something about being a little kinder as an interviewer trying mm -hmm. to take extra steps than those you would normally take to put an interviewee at their ease and that definitely includes asking questions that are less confrontational and less kind of exposing i think for me for the interviewer the advice that we're giving to younger people is just be you in the interview i think the interviewer needs to be them in the interview as well so Whatever it is, the outcome is that you're looking for in that interview, just use the questions that you need. So, for example, Ash, I think right at the very beginning of the series, your favourite question was, what do you know about me or what do you know about my business? Yeah. And I said to you, there's two things because you use it as your first question. Maybe ask it a bit later on once they've warmed up and they're a bit more confident and they, they know, like and trust you. But personally, I wouldn't ask it. I know why you're asking it, because I want to see that they've actually paid attention and done some research. But I would ask it in a different way and I would ask, but that's OK, because that suits you. You'll be you, you, you do you. I'll do me. So I'm OK with, <laughs> okay with that. you know, I, I'm OK with that, because if someone's going to join your team, they don't want to see a disconnect between who you were in an interview and who you actually are when they're working with you. Yeah, I think that's that's a really fair point, because you, I suppose you have to. If you're going to ask somebody to join your team. They, mm. they have to kind of go into it knowing that they're going to work with the person that's because quite often the person doing the interviewing is going to potentially be your line manager or certainly someone that you're certainly at some point in the interview process exactly. yeah so yeah. so you want to feel like you're joining a team rather than coming in at the bottom of a structure where everybody's going to be bossing you around so if there's a if there's a, mm. if there is a disconnect between the way the questions are asked and then how people are in real life in the working environment mm. You're, you suddenly find yourself in a, in a job with people and a culture that was missold to you? Yes. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah, if, if, they, if, if you're in an interview and, let, like you say, you're, you're nervous anyway, and you are asked, tell me about a time you failed, if that really triggers you, it may not be the right environment, if it really triggers you. But I would say, as you've said, Kate, is think about what you're trying to portray and what you're trying to answer. So yes, they've asked, tell me a time you failed, 
but actually what you're asking is tell me a time you've learned tell me about your determination tell me a time that something happened that was either within or without of your control out of your control and just show me who you are basically mm. yeah I'm thinking about Hannah's answer last week her favorite answer <laughs> <laughs> and she had this lad who said uh, you know tell me about how you failed and he just sort of gabbled on for a bit and okay so what did you do how did you do with it and well I asked my mum he was a young person. He he wasn't 45. He was a young person. <laughs> then, but then she said to him, so if something goes wrong at work and you don't know how to fix it because you're <laughs> going to be in payroll, what would you do? And I'd ask my mum. He was being himself. He was being honest. I hope he's out there somewhere at 40 years old and still asking. Still asking his mum. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yes, I wouldn't be able to cope. I really wouldn't. So, so have you? Have you got? Have you ever heard, or have you had like a favourite answer to that question? Can you put someone on, not on the spot, but you've asked that question about, you know, uh, how did you frame it? Because I, I like the word fail, obviously. Um, <laughs> that's a time when something didn't go to plan. Go, go to plan. Have you? Have you? Not necessarily a terrible answer like ask my mum. But is, is there an answer that stands out that you still remember? Because that person clearly had an impact on you, I presume, on the job. Um, I think not, not a single one, but I would say in general, it's those answers that, a bit like the guy who wanted to ask his mum, that are really honest and, re mm. and, and cover the whole spectrum. So something that didn't go to plan. If somebody said, well, the first thing I did was panic, <laughs> but then they go on to give me like a coherent answer which says yes so I, I sat down and I worked out what the impact was of this issue and then I thought about x and I thought about yeah. y and I went to ask so and so if you yeah. if your first answer is this sort of really honest I panic. but then mm -hmm. they have a, a a good professional answer that's great that's fine I, I I'm very happy for somebody to be open and honest and show me who they are because is in those sorts of circumstances the first thing all of us do is panic and, mm. and actually that's honest that's that's yes. open and yeah and I think that that's very that's very welcome I, I can't please I, tell me go on what are you gonna say Ash I, gonna say, I can't remember the, the, the actual wording of the question but it was along the same lines you know tell, tell me you know can you give us an example of something went wrong and how you fixed it and the other the it was a young coach I remember at the time uh, I think you remember his name, James, and he turned around and said, well, I'm hoping it's not this interview. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. He's showing you his humour and just wit. Brilliant. Brilliant. Sorry. What I was going to say, Kay, is when you're interviewing, um, what did you call them? Subjects in the yeah. other part of your role when you're interviewing those, please tell me you, you ask them, tell me about a time when something went wrong <laughs> and they say now. I panicked. <laughs> that would be brilliant. Tell me about a time you failed. Yeah, you caught me, Gov. Yeah, yeah, that'd be brilliant. Yeah, oh, I love that. Yeah. So, is there any anything you would, you know, if you if you could give like one piece of advice to someone going into an interview experience, especially if it's probably their first or very early on? I mean, okay, you've not done a lot of interviewing for people who for whom it's their first job because where you've worked have always been a, a, a You've interviewed at a high level for jobs at a high level. 
But if you are 16, 17, 18, and you could go in, you could give them a piece of paper just before they go into the room with like one word on it or one short sentence on it that, that might hold them and give them an anchor for that experience. What, what would it be? Take a deep breath. Nice. Don't nice. say the first thing that comes into your head. Think about your answer. No interviewer mm -hmm. worth their salt is going to expect you to start speaking the second they stop. Mm -hmm. Deep breath. Think about what they've asked. Think about your answer. Make sure your answer is an answer to the question they've actually asked. Nice. Really useful. Lovely. I was going to say thanks for coming in, but you were here already. <laughs> so thanks for leaving, he's going to say now. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you, Kay. That's been really useful. Good. Really useful. Great fun. Cool. And Helen, I will see you next week. See you next week. Bye.